When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harbin of Behind the Steel Curtain, and it is Friday. That is right, folks. It is time for another very special podcast that is sponsored by our friends at DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook. Look, folks, it's bowl season, and the action is far from over, and your go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps right now. New customers can place a $5 pre-game money line bet on any college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code 5questions, all one word. New customers place a $5 pre-game money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if your team does. Again, that's code 5questions only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, folks, it is time for this Friday show. We have a lot of ground to cover in this podcast, as we always do. It it's always seems to be that way. Thankfully, not a lot of news for the Steelers. We're going to dive into that. We're going to have three random thoughts, one of which I really want to talk about. I'm going to give you the crux of today's podcast, also the preview, injury report, keys to victory, and then also in the second half of the show, you will get 
uh, Jeremy Jerome Betts in the All Bets Are Off segment. And stay tuned till the very end for a special Heart to Heart. All right, let's get this show on the road. Like I said, not really yet. No real news. You know, I mean, when it comes to the news, we're talking about the injury report, and we'll get to that. So let's go straight to the random thoughts. So uh, interesting statistic that I saw. This came from uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers PFF account. So it's PFF Steelers. George Pickens has 13 catches for 20 or more yards this season. 13 catches. He is second only behind, listen to these receivers that he's behind, Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. So it's Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill. I'm not sure which is one or two after that. George Pickens. Think about that. 13 catches of 20 or more yards. And this is a man who went an entire game without a target. And he's been targeted less than five times a ton. I just don't understand it. I really don't. That stats, I've read that statistic. I saw it on Twitter. Like I cannot believe that this guy's being as he has been as dynamic as he has been and he hasn't become more of a focal point of the offense. Maybe that'll happen next year. Maybe it'll happen in the final two games. I can only hope. Nonetheless, interesting statistic. Next, the NFL Network's catching a lot of heat, at least from Steeler fans, because they cut away from the Franco Harris jersey retirement ceremony as well as the Immaculate Reception anniversary. And the Steelers.com website, they have that whole, I think it's about 7 to 10 minutes in length. They have the entire... the entire cel- you know, celebration of the Immaculate Reception, the retirement ceremony, that in its entirety is there at Steelers.com for you to check out. But you know what the funny thing is? And I get that, you know, that they these NFL networks, other uh TV affiliates, they have to pay the bills. They are very, very wealthy organizations, and they understand where their bread is buttered, we'll put it that way. Now, with all that being said, I want to make something very clear though. How many times a year do we, this the fan, just the NFL fan, have to sit through god-awful, crappy, musical performances at games where you don't even want to see musical performances, and yet when something of the magnitude of that moment, then you cut away to commercial? You know, it's like having to watch Jesse J or someone sing and dance some stupid song at halftime of the Cowboys' Thanksgiving Day game. But don't worry, we have to sit through all of that. But Lord forbid they show what's been voted on as the most significant play in NFL history, the anniversary of that. Oh, and also the late Franco Harris's jersey retirement. That's where I get to have a problem. That's where I have a problem. I understand advertising. I understand how that works. I just don't like that. Last, last thing. Last night, Thursday Night Football, you watch that game? Tennessee Titans, you probably saw a familiar name and a familiar face as the quarterback of the team. That's because Joshua Dobbs, yes, former Steelers draft pick, former Tennessee volunteer, he went to Cleveland earlier this year. He was waived when just Deshaun Watson came back. He got picked up by the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill has gone on injured reserve. And the funny thing is, he's starting. He started that game. And so I put this out on our Slack channel, and I said, what does this say about Malik Willis? And everyone said, oh, Joshua Dobbs gives him the best chance to win. And, oh, he's not an NFL-ready quarterback. I've said that since day one. That's Andrew Wilbar, by the way. He is Malik Willis's, uh, I think he's the a charter member of the Malik Willis fan club. Don't forget that. And the one thing I kept on thinking about, think about what they're saying. They, not me. 
So all the people on the BTSE staff that said, uh, you know, well, you know, because this game doesn't matter, and it doesn't for Tennessee, Week 18 matters against Jacksonville. They, Dobbs gives them a better chance to win. Dobbs has been there a week. One week. And they are, I know he's a smart guy. I know he's essentially, you know, uh, a rocket scientist. I know that. But he's been there a week. Malik Willis was drafted there. All of rookie minicamp, all of mandatory minicamp, OTAs, training camp, all this season. He started games. And the guy that's been there a week, one week, is starting over Malik Willis. Now, I want you to think back to prior to the 2022 NFL draft when everyone thought that Malik Willis, because, you know, he he and Mike Tomlin had wings together, that he was going to be the Steelers quarterback. And then I want you to think about when they took Kenny Pickett and what Kenny Pickett has done this year. That would be like all of a sudden the Steelers just bringing in someone, not Joshua Dobbs, because Dobbs has a familiarity with the Steelers system. He has a familiarity with the organization. But they'd bring in some journeyman quarterback, a Josh Rosen. We'll put it that way. They bring in Josh Rosen. And Kenny Pickett is on the roster who started games. Mitch Trubisky is on injured reserve. And they start Josh Rosen, who's been there one week over Kenny Pickett. Think about what that would say about Kenny Pickett. So people can give me all the crap about, well, Malik's not ready. And Dobbs gives them the better chance to win. That tells me all I need to know about Malik Willis. And all I have to say about that is kudos to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They did their homework. They they took the, the quarterback, in my opinion, the, the best quarterback available at that time. Kudos. Because I'll, I'll say this is such a damning statement to me. And you may read it differently, and that's fine. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But that, when I saw that, I was like, that is a damning statement to a quarterback. You've been with us all year. Yeah, we're going to go with the guy that's been here a week. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right, that's enough of the random thoughts. Let's get to the crux of this podcast. You know, there's one thing that I keep on thinking about. Said this on Wednesday, I'm going to say it again in the same context, and that this is not about the playoffs. If the Steelers make the playoffs, that's awesome. It's really fantastic. But I'm not banking on that happening. And if you want to know what the playoff scenarios are, you got to go back and listen to the Wednesday show. I do it right really early in the podcast. So if you don't want to listen to all of it, I get it. It's right there at the beginning. This isn't about the playoffs. There are still, though, so many boxes that need to be checked off for the Steelers in this Week 17 game versus the Ravens. This is a game where there's so many of these different things that I'm looking for that I want the Steelers to be able to check that box off. So here we go. How about one box that needs to be checked off is Kenny Pickett playing against the Ravens. Yes, I know, Week 14, Kenny Pickett started that game. He was in there for two series until he left with a concussion. I don't count that. I mean, maybe the prep leading up to it, sure, that counts, but I don't count that. Okay, next, the next box I want them to check off is Kenny Pickett playing in Baltimore. Playing in Baltimore is a very unique situation. m Bank Stadium is a monstrosity of a structure. I've driven by it several times. It's It can be raucous. It can be really raucous. Now, the Baltimore fan base can be as wishy-washy as they come, but this is is going to be a big test for Kenny Pickett. He's played on the road. He's played in some tough environments, but not like this divisional game in Baltimore. How about, let's leave Kenny Pickett for a second. Can the Steelers stop the run? They've been doing better at stopping the run. They did a great job last week. 
But can they stop the run against the team, the Baltimore Ravens, that rushed for over 200 yards against them in Week 14? Can they get the job done? That's I want to see them check off that box. How about just improved play against the AFC North? The Steelers have not won a divisional game since that Week 1 game against Cincinnati in Cincinnati when Joe Burrow was turning the ball over at a ridiculous clip, and they needed every single one to win that football game. They need to improve that play. They need to improve that play. Now, and you know, let's also not forget they still have another game against Cleveland, so that's coming up in the next two games. But you think about what we've seen since that week one game. Well, week three, they lose to the Browns on Thursday night football. They lose to the Ravens in week 14. And they lose to Cincinnati. I forgot about Cincinnati. I think that was in week 11. So, yeah, they need to improve their play against the division. And last but certainly not least, there was a a player. I can't remember who the player was that was quoted by saying, you're not a Raven until you beat the Steelers. Okay, that's how they're taking it. That's fine. Well, I would want to flip that and say, well, then it's a reverse if you're a rookie for the Steelers. You know, if you're George Pickens, if you're Kenny Pickett, you got to beat the Ravens. Like that's a that's a huge box that needs checked off. And if they get swept this season and they don't win on Sunday night, they're going to have to wait until next calendar year to get that job done. So for me, those boxes are just some that if you're thinking like, oh, what, what, what needs to be checked off the list? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. And it's all going to add to experience. It's all going to add to the team hopefully being better in 2023. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing if they can get some of those things done. Let's go to the preview. We're previewing the upcoming game against the Ravens. I feel like we just did this because they just played a few weeks ago, but here we go. Steelers and Ravens. The current spread is two and a half points. Steelers are getting two and a half points. So in terms of uh, this game, it's going to be tight. That's what they're predicting. The Steelers are uh, obviously seven and eight heading into the final game. Baltimore Ravens are 10 and 5. They've clinched a playoff spot. The Steelers have not. So, going to be something to keep an eye on as they get into week 17 Sunday night football. The over under 36 points. The money line Steelers plus 130, Ravens plus minus 150. These will all change and they're all via the DraftKings sportsbook. So, get that app, check out the website and you will get to make sure you're up to date with the latest odds and all that good stuff. The last 5 games the Steelers have won 4 and lost 1. The matchup history, Pittsburgh leads the season, the overall all-time series, 32 wins and 25 losses. Let's take a look at the injury report as we head into Friday. Wednesday's injury report was different based on the fact that a lot of players reportedly missed practice due to going to Franco Harris's public viewing uh, at Acrisure Stadium. So unless it's an injury, I'm not going to really talk about it. So wide receiver Deontay Johnson was limited with a toe. Uh, then you have... Uh, Trey Norwood, the, the defensive back, he was did not practice with the hamstring, and Miles Jack didn't practice with the groin, but it was also personal and not injury-related. Now, let's go to Thursday. This is more telling. On Thursday, you have Trey Norwood, again, did not practice for a second straight day. That doesn't look good for his availability this weekend. Larry Ogunjobi uh, with a toe did not practice again. Uh, Miles Jack was limited Deontay Johnson with a hip was limited again. Najee Harris, not injury-related. Uh, the, the day prior was a full participant. Terrell Edmonds returned to practice full. Pat Fryermuth, full participant. Cam Hayward, full participant. 
When it comes to the Ravens' injury report, uh, they're a little bit later getting their injury report in. And all I know is that Lamar Jackson, which let's be honest, that's what everyone wants to know. Lamar Jackson has not practiced both Wednesday or Thursday. So it doesn't look like he is going to be in the lineup. Maybe he could. We'll see. I know Greg Roman, I saw on Twitter that he was interviewed and said, that hey, you know, They'd love to have him back there, out there. They'd love to have him get some reps in before uh, everything is kind of finalized with the playoffs because they already punched their ticket to the playoffs. Uh, But he said you can't rush Mother Nature. So that tells me, read between the lines, I don't think he's going to be playing this week. But this is going to be an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting game, and the keys to victory are going to be very important for the Steelers. Let's go over those as we always start on offense. Number one is protect the football. And in my opinion... One turnover, I don't care how it is, fumble, interception, one is too many. They cannot turn the ball over, not on the road. Baltimore has 24 takeaways on the season, cannot do it. So number one, protect the ball. Number two, run the ball. Baltimore has 87 and a half, they're they're giving up 87 and a half rushing yards per game. It's really good. If the Steelers can get to 100 as a team, not Najee Harris. I mean, that would be awesome if he can rush for 100 yards for the first time this season in a game like this. I'm not expecting that. Get 100 as a team, and I think they're on their way to victory. And then last key is to use all of Kenny Pickett's skill set. And when I say that, I'm talking about let's use some RPOs more than they have been. Play action passes. Get him under center some more. Not always in the shotgun. Give the Ravens something that they haven't seen yet. So those three keys on offense, protect the ball, run the ball, and use all of Kenny Pickett's skill set. Let's go to the defensive side. Number one, take it away. Take the ball away. You need one or more takeaways in this game if you want to win, in my opinion. Number two, stop the run. You can talk about what the Steelers have done last week, the week prior, It means nothing until you do it against the Ravens. In week 14, they gave up over 200 yards on the ground. It cannot happen again because if you do, it's going to be the same result, a loss. And then the third and final on the defensive side, force Justin Tucker into action. Ben, don't break. That's fine, but you have to follow that. You can't give up touchdowns, force field goals, and hope that your offense can make enough plays and score touchdowns to give your team the victory. So on defense, take the ball away, stop the run, and force Justin Tucker into action. All right, folks. Now it's time for probably my least favorite segment of the week because I'm just not good at it. And it makes it extremely hard this week because my DraftKings Sportsbook Parlay, because Lamar Jackson's availability is up in the air, and this is just such a strange game, there have been no player props for me to choose from just yet. But we're going to make it work. Here we go. Every week this season, we'll be cooking up our own parlay that our good friends at DraftKings will put right on their homepage for all of you, our loyal fans, to follow. This week, the parlay is, okay, I've been pretty good with picking the point totals for this game and for the Steelers. So I've got Pittsburgh Steelers total points. 17.5 is the line. Take the over. Take the over. All right, next, Baltimore points. 17.5 is the line. Take the under. The last one, because again, I tried to do money line, all this stuff. In terms of the DraftKings Sportsbook app and their single game parlays, they were not, it didn't let me do it. So they had to, I had to go to the alternate spread. So I'm picking a new spread. I know that right now, via their uh, official, uh, official odds, Steelers are getting two and a half. I said, no, give, have the Steelers giving one and a half. And I'll take that spread too. The Steelers is one and a half point favorite. So again, 
Pittsburgh points 17.5 or more. Baltimore points under 17.5. And the alternate spread, the Steelers minus 1.5. There you have it. That's my DraftKings Sportsbook Parlay for the week. Be sure to check out Twitter where there will be a link for all of you and all that good stuff for you to follow along. Each week, DraftKings has new offers and great ways to make your Sunday more fun. As a reminder, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right, folks, when we come back, I've got Jeremy Jerome Betts on for the All Bets Are Off segment. Make sure you stay tuned to that and stay tuned to the end for the Heart to Heart. We'll be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is the second half of Friday's episode of Let's Ride, which means it's time for the All Bets Are Off segment. I welcome in Jeremy Jerome Betts. What's up, Jeremy? Uh, not much, man. I'm enjoying uh, you know, the holiday break a little bit, and I, I am back to work, but it's pretty chill. Our, our numbers are down a little bit, so just kind of riding through the through the rest of the year, and you know, Steelers still have a chance, so I'm, I'm a happy camper right now. That's all I've been saying to everyone that's asked me, hey, what do you think about it being the game being flexed to Sunday night? And what do you think about yeah. the Steelers' chances? I say the same thing every time. I just hope when the ball's kicked off at MT Bank Stadium on Sunday night football, the Steelers still have a shot at the playoffs and they're not eliminated. I don't want to dive too much into this. We'll get into the game picks, but what do you think about the Steelers' odds to get in, at least to not to get in, to keep their hopes alive to week 18. So what needs to happen? Sure. Seattle needs to beat the jets, right? And the new England Patriots need to beat the Miami dolphins. What are your thoughts on those other two games before we dive into the Steelers stuff? Yeah. So uh, Miami, new England, that's um, that's an in- intriguing one for sure, because of uh, Tua to a and his concussion issues here. It was confirmed by coach McDaniel uh, down there in Miami that he did indeed suffer a concussion. So his availability uh, is, you know, I don't think he's going to play. I think they even ruled him out at this point. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to start. So that changes that dynamic there uh, for Miami. And I think the Patriots um, at home, if I'm correct there uh, for this matchup. So they've got a chance here to be, to, to play spoiler for the dolphins. Uh, and so I, I actually like new England in this game. I really do. I think their defense can do what needs to be done. 
And I think Belichick's um, history with Miami will be uh, something that comes into play here, even though uh, New England's offense has struggled a little bit. I think the bigger issue for Steelers fans is this Seattle uh, Jets game. And, you know, Seattle's been playing really bad football recently. Um, Their offense has looked uh, vastly underwhelming from what we saw at the beginning of the season. And the Jets um, are getting Mike White back (laughs) or Mike White back for this game. And at the beginning of the year, you're like, man, if Mike White's playing in this game, that looks good for for the Steelers' chances against Seattle. But Mike White has been vastly superior uh, to the other quarterbacking options in New York, and they've had uh, they've played much better with him at the helm. So I, uh, it's going to be tough for Seattle um, to to win this game. But uh, obviously, you've got a team in Seattle that that can go off on offense, and uh, their defense uh, can can rattle uh, an opposing quarterback, especially in the secondary where they're uh, prone for taking the football away. So, you know, it's highly possible that Steelers go into to a Week 18 matchup against the Cleveland Browns with uh, with a chance to get in uh, with a little help. I really do believe that that could happen. Both the Seahawks and the Patriots, the two teams the Steelers need to win those games, are at home, just to clarify. So yes. uh, that, that's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of intrigue there on a lot of levels. And I like the fact that the Patriots still have a lot to play for. They have not been eliminated from the postseason picture. Seattle is still – they're not eliminated yet, I don't think, so they're still hanging around. No. Yeah, um, they've got so, a lot to play for this week, for yeah. sure. So you don't have those games where it's a game where, you know, up oh, this team has nothing left to play for. Just They're just going to line it up and just try to get through without injury. That, that's not the case. So that, that bodes well for the Steelers. Now let's talk about the Steelers going into this matchup at M&T Bank Stadium in Week 17. Um, who knows what the quarterback situation is going to be for Baltimore because, well, Wang Harbs likes to keep the cards close <laughs> to the vest as he has since Lamar Jackson injured his knee against the Denver Broncos a few weeks ago. But I think the Steelers, it comes down to, can they stop the run? They've done yeah. a tremendous job in the past few weeks. What do you think? The Ravens are different than any other team. I try to explain that to people, but they just don't get it. You stop the Carolina Panthers, that's great. You stop the New Orleans Saints, that's fantastic. They don't run the ball like the Ravens. The Ravens are a different monster altogether. What are your thoughts on the Steelers' run defense being able to step up in a big-time game like this on Sunday night? Yeah, I I don't think they need to to be as good as they were against Carolina, right? If if the Ravens have less than 30 yards – that, that's just not going to happen. I, I'll just say that, you know, but if you hold them to around a hundred yards and they're not going off for whatever it was, 230 against you, then you've got a chance. You got a real shot because uh, the quarterback position is an issue. Um, but even more than that, the the weapons on the outside are an issue for Baltimore. And uh, so that run defense for Pittsburgh is going to be key. And all they've got to do really is contain it. Um, they don't have to shut it down like they did against Carolina but I would just like to see them show up a little bit in this game as opposed to the the first matchup, and I think they will. I think Mike Tomlin gets his team playing hard this time of year, and it's Ravens week. They know they're behind the eight ball. They know they have to win to keep their season going, Um, and even if it gets to the point where, yeah, they're eliminated from playoff contention, this team wants to keep Mike Tomlin's uh, non-losing season streak alive, and it's Baltimore. If you got to get up for Baltimore because – playoffs are on the line any more than you would just because it's Baltimore than, than are you a Pittsburgh Steeler? I mean, let's be yeah. honest here. So uh, I, I think that the, 
the key will be Cam Hayward continuing his rise, his his most recent um, stellar play. I mean, he's playing like the best defender on the team uh, and one of the best defensive tackles in the league again. If he, keep, he keeps doing that and the Steelers can just contain this run game, I think that will be enough to uh, to get the Steelers in position to win. And the, the thing that I keep on reiterating to myself, and I'm going to probably do, you know, a, an article or two about it before a kickoff is the Steelers offense can play a huge part in helping their defense, stopping the run. Absolutely. If they can get a lead, the Ravens are going to have to throw the ball to get back in it. And it doesn't have to be a ridiculous 21 point lead, get a two score lead and Baltimore will start to sweat. And they're going to have, if it's Tyler Huntley, Lamar Jackson, they're going to want to throw the ball to get back into it. And I just don't think they have the horses to do that, but let's talk about the offense. If you're Matt Canada, and I don't mean to insult you like that, but if you were Matt Canada (laughs) and you were trying to figure out, okay, how are we going to attack this defense? Kenny yeah. Pickett is a quarterback. You're going to assume that he plays longer than he did in week 14. How do you attack this Baltimore Ravens defense? Um, well, first off, you know, the Ravens are, are, are a fantastic run defense. Um, but I think you got to work. You got to work the Ravens a little bit in, in the speed department. I think if I'm at Canada, um, I'm hitting, hitting outside on some quick passes. I'm, I'm getting these, uh, these linebackers, out of the the box a little bit to where they're they're having to worry about the perimeter a little bit. I think with Deontay Johnson playing better football recently, and then you know Kenny Pickett's connection with Pat Fryermuth as well um, is going to be a real X factor in this game. And um, one of the things that I'm looking for if I'm Matt Canada is can I attack these guys on the perimeter? Their secondary is a little uh, a little below their normal standard as far as when you go to Baltimore, you typically think of great secondary. They're going to force you to run the football to beat you, but it's kind of flip-flop this year. They're, they're really forcing teams to pass and trying to take advantage of, of pressing. And I think the Steelers don't need to press with Kenny Pickett back there. I think that they can move the ball well enough. uh, If they attack the perimeter, some short throws, quick, quick passes to get outside, take advantage of your superior athleticism and and your guy's ability to get open uh quickly and uh i think if you do that and then you you can you can hit george pickens down the field a couple times to really open this thing up then naji harris is going to be able to pound the rock a little bit and jalen warren's going to be able to come in and and hit some holes and and you know you just got to be really balanced but maybe using some of the passing game to set up the run in this in this matchup as opposed to vice versa you know the last few games that kenny pickett has played and especially against Baltimore, Baltimore is a very aggressive secondary. You have, you know, Marlon Humphrey, if Marcus Peters yeah. is able to play, they are very smart, intelligent football players, and they will definitely look at their keys. And they know that those little short out passes that the Steelers love to, to run, they've done it. It doesn't matter who's quarterback since Matt Cannon has been calling the plays. You mm-hmm. even saw it against Las Vegas. It was a, I don't know the defensive back that almost, it looked like a pick six. Somehow Deontay Johnson yeah. went through his hands. He catches it. Those little out routes are reeking of double, double moves. Eventually, if they could have the offensive line hold up for a little bit longer, yes. they, they, cause either going to be a big player. It's going to be a penalty. And I just hope that the Steelers eventually will add a couple wrinkles into their passing game. I'm not going to hold my breath because I know who's calling the plays, <laughs> but right. uh, ultimately I, I think that this is the game that if the Steelers are going to step it up a little bit and say, we we need to do something different. 
This team knows us. They just we just played them three weeks ago, and they know what the the tendencies are down in distances. Mm-hmm. They know all that. We need to give them something different. But my last question for you is: How trustworthy is the Steelers' offensive line going up against this pretty stellar defensive front for the Baltimore Ravens? Yeah, I think it, when you're talking about the passing game, um, that they they can hold up fine. Uh, the Ravens don't scare you as a pass rush team. Uh, but where they get you is with uh, Calais Campbell in the middle uh, and, you know, the, those guys on the front four just kind of pushing that pocket and and setting up really a barricade against the run. And it allows the two linebackers to just hit holes and, and take away the ball carrier um, after initial contact. So uh, I really think that what you saw in, in matchup one is the way you got to beat them. Just don't turn the football over. And that's throwing the ball um, and moving the ball through the air, uh, you know, with the run in play there. Um, but overall they don't scare you as a pass rush group. They do scare you though, as a, as a team that, that pushes the pile in the run game. So get yourself in situations where, um, where you can, you can throw for first downs and, and where you can rely on the, the pass blocking aspect. I think the Steelers would be better off using the, that offensive line group in that way than they would uh, be trying to just push piles and, and maul the, the opponent this week. All right. That's going to be very interesting. Let's take a look at some NFL picks. As we always remind everyone, we don't pick every game anymore. We only do the games that somehow some way relate to the Steelers. So we're going to start off Sunday at 1 o'clock. We've already kind of dissected these two games, so we'll just go through the picks easily and quickly via the spread. The New England Patriots host the Dolphins. Two is not expected to play. The Patriots are giving three points at home. What do you think, Jeremy? I like the Patriots um, without Tua for the Dolphins, and the the Dolphins' defense really isn't anything to write home about, uh, pass rush or in the secondary right now. So I think even a – a Mac Jones led offense can, can kind of do what they want here. Ramondre Stevenson is healthy and uh, Damian Harris. It isn't really um, healthy there right now, but you don't really need him. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson can handle the lead back duties. I think the Patriots run the football and play solid defense. And I think that they can pull out a win here. Uh, and I think they cover in doing so. I too have the Patriots winning and covering that three point spread. And if after the one o'clock slate, Steeler fans are saying, okay, that's one box down. Now let's look at another Sunday, one o'clock game. The Cleveland Browns travel to Washington. Carson Wentz gets to start again at quarterback for the commanders after they bench Tyler Henneke. The Browns are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, which is always fun. The Browns are getting two points on the road. What do you think here? I like Washington here too. Uh, I, I like Carson Wentz coming back in. I think that offense will be a little bit better with him there. And uh, the the front four for um, Washington are going to make life difficult for Deshaun Watson and for Nick Chubb. The Browns don't have anything to play for anymore. Washington most definitely does. Um, they're going to play harder, I think, and they're at home. Uh, so I like, I like the commanders here. You're forgetting that Carson Wentz is a quarterback. If Carson Wentz is quarterbacking a team, I'm picking the other team. I'll take the Browns plus two. <laughs> Uh, there you go. Let's go to uh, the Chicago Bears. That matters. They go to Detroit. Chicago's getting six on the road. Do they keep losing? Do they extend that losing streak from eight to nine? Man, that's tough. Um, they're the the Lions coming off an embarrassing loss here. Heavily favored though. Still, I think the Lions take care of business 
and inch the the Bears a little bit closer, maybe to the the first overall pick in the in the second round here. Houston plays Jacksonville, and that that doesn't always go well for Jacksonville. Houston's kind of had their number recently, so uh, this could be a total flip flop by the end of the week here, uh, improving the Steelers picking the second round even more. I like Detroit here, even covering six. I do too. I like the Detroit Lions at home to beat the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears are kind of mailing it anyways. They're, they're, they, hey, if they yeah. can get that first overall pick, they want it. And the Steelers right. want them to get it. So there you have that. So let's go to uh, that other game we mentioned, the New York Jets, Seattle Seahawks. In Seattle, Seattle's actually getting one and a half on the mm. – or I'm sorry, at home. They're a home dog. What do you think about this one? I like home dogs, Jeff. I really do. Um, and obviously this is what I'm rooting for. I don't like to pick against what I'm rooting for most times. If, if I'm really invested in a game. So I'm going to go, I'm going to ride Seattle covers here uh, and wins the money line as well. I think they win as well. The Seattle Seahawks do have a lot to play for. The jets are hanging on, even though Mike white's coming back. I just, I just don't think them going across country. I don't think it adds up. I like Seattle here. That Let's 12 go. man is going to play a big role this week. You would hope so. You would think so. I should say now we're going to skip over the Sunday night game. We'll get back to that in a second. The Monday nighter, the Buffalo mm. bills, Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati, Buffalo still is trying to hold on to that number one seed in the AFC. Yes. Cincinnati's trying to hold on to the AFC North first place spot there. Cincinnati is that home dog. They're getting a point at home. What do you think? Oh, man. This one has some some implications for Week 18, Jeff. And I don't know if you're thinking about it from, from the Bills' perspective. The Bills uh, play the uh, Patriots in Week 18. And if they win this game, then they're probably going to play Josh Allen and, and all of their starters uh, in order to hang on to that spot in Week 18 against the Patriots. If they were to lose, then they are now tied with, with Cincinnati. And uh, as far as record, and Cincinnati would hold the, the tiebreaker over them and the Chiefs because Cincinnati beat the Chiefs earlier. So even if the Chiefs were to lose again, Cincinnati gets the one seed. Buffalo might not have anything to play for next week, seeding wise, if they uh, if they lose this week. So I, they are favored here on the road. I still think that they're a better football team than the Bengals. I'm going to ride with the Bills, but I'm also rooting for it because we need all hands on deck for Buffalo against New England if things work out for us in Week 17 to go in and, and still have a lot to play for against New England. So who was your pick again? I'm picking Buffalo. I'm picking <laughs> Buffalo. <here. laughs> I'm gonna go. Since I'm gonna go with Cincinnati at home. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I understand your thinking. I'm just picking this game the way I see it. I'm gonna sure. go with the Bengals at home plus one. Let's go to the game everyone cares about: Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers on the road in Baltimore. Steelers are getting two and a half is the current spread mm-hmm. right now. Over under set at 35. They're expecting a low scoring game. How do you yeah. see this one shaking out? What's your final score prediction? Yeah, I expect a low-scoring game as well, sort of in the ballpark of what we saw in round one from them and what we saw out of the Steelers and Raiders this last week. Uh, Both defenses are playing much better. Um, I I do think that Tyler Huntley will end up starting this game. Baltimore's already clinched a playoff spot, and they can't really improve their seeding that well. I mean, I guess they still still have a shot at the division technically, but – they're in and Lamar Jackson not being healthy and being questionable this week uh, just makes it too much of a risk, I think, for Baltimore. So I think they'll ride with Huntley. Um, and I think that that is good for the Steelers. I think the defense is playing better uh, than even a few weeks ago when we saw them play. Um, I think the passing game can work. And I think if Kenny Pickett avoids the turnovers and that, that they win this game, 
I, I am picking the Steelers, uh, obviously, to cover since they're the underdog here. Um, and I, I do like a low-scoring game. I'm picking the Steelers uh, 16 and the Ravens 13. Oh, wow. Okay, that is that is low-scoring. I, I, too, have it a low-scoring game. Slightly over, though, that 35 number. Mm-hmm. I like the Steelers to win this one on the road. Might not be pretty, but I like the Steelers to win 20 to 17. I think that they are more than capable of moving the ball on this Ravens defense. Mitch Trubisky did it, except he also threw three passes to the Baltimore Ravens. Right. So if Kenny Pickett cannot turn the football over, I like the Steelers' chances. Again, I have the Steelers winning 20 to 17. You have them winning 16 to 13. I like it all. I really do. Let's hope that plays true and the Steelers' playoff hopes remain alive for at least another week. All right, Jeremy, now's your chance to talk to the Ride or Die crew about what you have coming up on the website and on your podcast. Ride or Die crew, you guys are the best. I always appreciate you reaching out to me on Twitter at the bets 93 thebtz 93 And then you can check out my articles. Um, uh, got a power rankings that is coming out. It, it may already have been out uh, by the time you hear this. Um, and then we're, we're just rolling into um, what the Steelers have going on against uh, Baltimore. I might do a, like a playoff scenarios uh, look at some of these teams um, and just what that what they mean for the Steelers. But uh, most of all, just follow the Steelers fix. Uh, check out our most recent episode detailing the uh, defensive uh, free agency class coming up and what the Steelers will be looking for there. We'll have plenty of content coming for you uh, on the Steelers fix coming up. Amen. I love to see it. Jeremy, hope you enjoy the game. And hey, have a, have a happy new year. I will talk to you in 2023. You as well, Jeff. Uh, have a good one. All right, see ya. And a big thank you to Jeremy Jerome Betts for all the work that he does every single week and on his own podcast and on the written side and the editorial side of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you check out his work on both of those avenues. Let's do a heart-to-heart. So we're coming up here at the end of the calendar year. A new year is upon us. Is it a new year, new you? And no, I'm not talking about New Year's resolutions. Trust me, as a personal trainer for a long time, that has been a a really big part of my life, but that's not what I'm talking about. New year, new you. I'm talking about you as a Steeler fan, new Steeler fan, new hope, new life. Is this a new Steelers team? That's a question that we'll have to answer this off season. Are we ushering in a new era? Well, we can't control that. What we can control is as Steeler fans, do we have hope? Hope springs eternal. That's what they always say. That's the famous quote. Is it true? Is it fact? Or is it fiction? Hope. We should all be hopeful in the new year. Be hopeful that this new personnel department of Andy Weedle, Omar Khan, and a bunch of others are going to come in and shake things up and do things different and make it a priority to improve this team from the inside out. We got to hope that the Steelers organization is going to make the right moves from a coaching staff perspective, whether that means retaining or getting rid of uh, coordinators. That's up to them. We have to hope. We have to hope they're going to make the right moves in free agency, spend that salary cap money wisely. We have to hope. So maybe that's the New Year's resolution that you might be looking for as a Steelers fan is hope. Have hope. Hope that the Steelers make the right moves. Hope the Steelers get the job done. And hope that this 2023 year will be a very, very good one for the black and gold. 
All right, that does it for me, folks. A, that the Steelers moved to 820. I am not going to be on the post-game show. I know Dave Schofield will be. I'm not sure about Brian or anyone else, but make sure you're on the lookout for that. Uh, I will be back on Monday with my Winners and Losers podcast. Make sure you check it out. In the meantime, you know how we finished it up here, folks. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. We'll see you. Go Steelers.